Hello, everyone, and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Tuesday, September 6th, 2022. I'm Mike Kachopoli. Okay, yes, you'll notice I still have a little, <clears throat> a little bit of like the uh, that stuffy nose thing. It's crazy allergies and sinuses of this incredible um, changing of, of, of temperatures, this, this, these crazy temperatures here in California. I think many people who have been following have seen we're in this massive heat wave. And we've kind of gotten uh, some of it here in, in the Bay Area in San Francisco. We don't get the worst of it. Very rarely do we get the worst of it. Um, and it hasn't been <clears throat> to the point where we can sometimes get to a 95, 100, 105 here. I believe Sacramento was like 115 or 116. They they broke their all-time high. We'll talk more about the high temperatures and, you know, the climate change nut, nut jobs who every time there's a heat wave, they say, you see, you see, this is the end. This is the end. But it is absolutely hot. This is our hot season. It starts September. You know, the month of September can be very, very warm here. Uh, the three or four day heat waves. And it'll wax and wane. It'll come and go and come and go. So, but yes, this, this, especially the first one here, you know, after so many months of cool, damp weather here in San Francisco, it's now been hot and dry the last few days. And my allergies and sinuses have just gone crazy. Um, how come these things didn't bother me 20 years ago? But now, now they do. Now they do. Now I'm affected by it. Um, Okay, there's a lot to talk about, and we're also going to mix in the weather and these, you know, climate emergencies that happen. Um, the heading of the show is, you see, it's never wrong when Democrats do it. And I, that's kind of a little riff on the Nixon-Frost interview. If you remember the Nixon-Frost interview, and Nixon said, if the president does it, it's not illegal. You'll remember that Nixon said that. It's a very famous comment. Meaning, you know, the president, uh, the president can do whatever they want. The president's uh, above the law. Um, and I think we are kind of seeing right now the Democratic Party thinking they are above the law. Not just above the law, but there's a double standard. It's not illegal. If you, if you, if you, say, you, if you say you think an election was stolen, that's not illegal to do that, right? You can't break in to the Capitol building. You can't smash windows because you're mad that you think something was stolen. And then it becomes that act becomes illegal. But just the idea of believing that an election wasn't fair for one reason or another or several reasons is not illegal. It's just a opinion, a theory. But what Biden said in his horrible speech was that if you believe that, basically he said, MAGA people who believe the election was stolen are fascists. See, MAGA people who don't believe that I, the great Joe Biden, was elected legitimately are terrorists. Okay, so that's what Joe Biden said. You know, he tries to walk it back and make this weird delineation where, no, not all, just those who don't think the election was fair. So if you don't think the election was fair, then Joe Biden thinks you're a terrorist. But if you're a Republican or you're a MAGA or you're a Trump supporter and you have no problem with the election results, then you're okay. Then you can you don't have to go to prison. So that's, that's what Joe Biden believes. And then what happened? Thank goodness we have Peter Ducey, not Steve, right? Steve's the older one with the father. Okay. Peter Ducey, who asks Jean Pierre, K, what's KGP? Well, KJP will call her. 
and uh, asked her these questions. He went back and did some research, or someone did the research at Fox, and found tweets of hers before she was press secretary. And the, the tweets go back to the 2016 election of Trump over Hillary Clinton and the election of Kemp over Abrams in Georgia, governor. And in both instances, KJP said that those elections were stolen. In her opinion, those elections were, were stolen. So Peter Ducey said, wait a minute. Why is that okay? Why are you not a terrorist then? Why are you not a semi-fascist? Why only Trump supporters who believe the election was stolen, why are they the terrorists? But you can say, and you're the White House press secretary now, you can say that you thought the Trump election was not legitimate and the Kemp election wasn't legitimate. Why aren't you a bad American? And of course, she walked back back and forth in many, many different ways, swaying in the wind, twisting like a pretzel, trying to figure out how to trying to figure out how to uh, get out of it. And then she said the most obvious thing a Democrat would say was, well, no, I was, no, I was, um, I was talking about election integrity. You see, I was talking about the, the, the voting rights that Republicans are trying to take away. Oh, I see. So you see, once again, this is if the Democrats do see the, the, the Democrats reasons for screaming about an election not being legitimate are legitimate reasons. A Democrat reason is a legitimate reason, but a Republican reason is not a legitimate reason. See, the people who believe the 2020 election was stolen believe there was a problem with the mail-in balloting, that that system, that new mail-in balloting system was flawed and created like illegals being able to vote and dead people being able to vote and duplicate votes and so on and so forth. That was their belief. So, but that's a terrorist belief. <clears throat> but believing that the, the people can't vote in Georgia for some reason, does people can't, even though we just saw record turnout in Georgia, by the way, we just saw record turnout in Georgia last year, recently, okay? But if you believe that the Georgia voting system is rigged towards minorities, or that the 2016 election between Clinton and Trump was, was rigged, I guess, towards minorities or whatever, I can't get in side her head, then that's fine. Right. Hillary Clinton claimed, yeah, oh yeah, Hillary Clinton claimed it was Russia, right? She went around saying Russia, Russia, Russia. Russia was the reason. Russia did it. Russia, Russia. I mean, the most outlandish claims. But that's fine because a Democrat saying it. If a Republican said it, they're terrorists. Okay? Now, this is what Democrats believe. First of all, they're bullshitting when they talk about election integrity. Whenever a democracy, whenever a Democrat loses, they can go to the default of election integrity, and they can't be wrong, right? Whenever election is stolen, whenever they lose an election, they'll say it's stolen because minorities can't vote, because Republicans don't allow minorities to vote. That's it. They're allowed to do that. But Republicans can never claim an election is stolen because they don't bring up race. The Republicans can't bring up race. You see, the Republicans can't use race as the reason. But when you use race as the reason, you can't be wrong, you see. <clears throat> so what, what, what Democrats really believe, what they really believe is that if you're dead or an illegal alien, you should be able to vote. They want people who are dead Democrats and illegal aliens who are going to vote Democrat because they've been allowed into this country by a Democratic president. They want them to be able to vote. And they have this crazy thing with this incredibly racist idea that a black or Latino person isn't smart enough to get an ID. 
I've always been amazed by that. When they say, oh, no, uh, minorities don't have the access to IDs the way whites do. No, no. You see, I have to go through the same thing a minority has to go through to get an ID. I have to go to the DMV. I have to show a couple of papers, pay a few bucks. And by the way, if you can't afford to pay, there are things you can do. There are these. It's easy to get an ID. It's easy. It's a, it's a, you, you can do it in one day. All you have to do is put in the effort. So what the Democrats are saying is either minorities are too lazy, too dumb, or too broke, that they can't, they can't spend two hours at a DMV and spend 12 bucks or 15 bucks or whatever. See, it's so incredibly racist. It's so incredibly racist to say that a, black, a minority is just doesn't have the resources to get a fucking photo ID. Of course, overall, the overall majority of them, of people have these IDs, okay? All right? So it, it's just, they, Democrats make stuff up. You see, once again, Democrats make it up. When they say it's stolen, it's because, oh, race, race, Republicans are racists. They're racist and they're, and they're not allowing minorities to vote, even though we see record turnouts, even among minorities in places like Georgia. But when a Republican says, oh, no, it was stolen because of mail-in balloting or this, that, oh, terrorist, terrorist. So this is the incredible double standard. The incredible, obvious double standard. And they'll do the song and dance and bring up race. When they, whenever they say election integrity, voting rights, what, what comes up when you think of voting rights? Right? When, you, when someone says voting rights, voting rights, you think of civil rights, right? You think of, you think of blacks in the 60s, 50s and 60s not being able to vote. This is what you think of. Those are the images that are conjured in your head, right? That's what they want. That's exactly what they want. It's all about race to Democrats. Racism is great for Democrats. It does them very well. It wins them elections. It makes them money. It makes them very popular and famous. They love racism, which is why they are the biggest racists. They profit off racism. They love racism. They'd be nowhere without the race card and racism. So this is the double standard that Peter Ducey, doing a little bit of research, was able to use on Jean-Pierre. And once again, showing what the total bullshit the Biden administration is. Okay? The total nonsense. And, you know, most people who aren't full of Trump derangement syndrome get it. This is just basically a smokescreen to stop. You don't want to talk about jobs. You don't want to talk about lockdowns and school closures and all the stuff that Democrats have done that have killed us over the last couple of years. They don't want to talk about that. They don't want to talk about inflation. They don't want to talk about gas prices. They don't want to talk about anything but the smokescreen of Trump and Trump derangement syndrome and everything's blamed on Trump and Trumpers. And now he came up with this new thing called Trumpies. So you see what Biden's doing, because Biden doesn't have a brain of his own. He, he, the, the brain he used to have is mush now anyway. So Biden doesn't have a, a brain of his own. They come up with these things. They focus group this stuff. <clears throat> You know, his, his quote-unquote experts that work for him focus group this stuff. They say, oh, the, the new thing is mad. Use MAGA King. You remember that lasted like a day and a half. It, it didn't go anywhere. It fell flat. You know what it's like? You know what Biden's like? It's like a comedian testing jokes and seeing which ones work and which ones he can continue. They continue to use in their act and which ones they got to drop. And that's what it's like with Biden and these uh, phrases he comes up with. 
MAGA, great MAGA, MAGA king. Now it's Trumpies, Trumpers. Once again, he's not making this up on his own. He doesn't have his own brain. Joe Biden never had his own brain, even when he didn't have dementia. He's a purely political entity, so he's fed stuff. So they're feeding him this stuff, and they're seeing what might stick and what doesn't stick. And obviously nothing sticks, because they keep changing it every other week. So the jokes aren't working, babe. The jokes aren't working. Get a new act. Get a new act called retirement. You got to love the Democrats. They do, oh, inclusion, race, inclusion, race, inclusion, race. And everyone who runs their party in their world are old white men on the verge of death. Right? Biden, Fauci, all of them. All of them. Where's the young black guy? Where's the young black guy doctor who's running? You know what? There's a young black guy doctor running things? Uh, Florida. The Surgeon General in Florida is a young black man. Okay. Okay. Hired by Republican Ron DeSantis. So the face of this, of COVID in Florida is a young black guy. The face of it in the Biden administration is an 82-year-old shriveled up old dwarf white guy. So there you can see right there how full of shit. The Democratic Party is with their inclusion. We're all about inclusion. Who are they? they Fauci, Biden, Hillary, Fauci, Biden, Hillary. My goodness. Come on. Where, where, where's the, where, where's the uh, you know, the melting pot there? So anyway, you know, not that the one African-American they have in the chamber there, Kamala's worth anything. Then when they do go to a minority, she's a total fucking moron, making all, all, making people look awful because she's a, such an idiot. It's embarrassing. It's tr- truly embarrassing. They're far from the party of inclusion. They're the party of using race to get what they want, to get where they want to go politically. That's what they're the party of, using race, using using blacks and Latinos, using them like slaves to get them what they want, money, power, influence, whatever it may be. That's the Democratic Party. Actually, it's always with the Democrats. Democrats have always been the racist. They've always been the racist party. Go, go learn history. So, and then Biden says nonsense. Talk about more racism. Like, ah, the old-fashioned Republicans I can work with, like Strom Thurmond. So Strom Thurmond, he'd rather work with Strom Thurmond than someone who supports Donald Trump. He'd rather work with Strom Thurmond than Dr. Oz. This is, this is the insanity of this. This is what Biden's saying, right? Oz, Oz is a Trump candidate, right? Oz is a, J.D. Vance is a Trump candidate, right? So they're, they're Trumpers, they're MAGA. He'd rather work with Strom Thurmond than J.D. Vance. This is how sick this old fool really is. Those are the Republicans he loved working with. That's what he yearns for, the golden age of working with Republicans like Strom Thurmond. <laughs> I could just laugh. It's so stupid. The whole thing is so idiotic. So idiotic. So yes, this is it. This is like the version of the Democrats of, of, of Nixon saying, you know, when the president does it, it's not illegal. This is the Democrats saying, when we do it or say it or believe it, it's perfectly fine. It's not wrong. When they do something, when they do exactly what we're doing, it's wrong. Because we're righteous and our reasoning is righteous. If you don't have Trump derangement syndrome, which I'm guessing most people who listen to the show, either live or on replay, aren't, don't have it, you understand what I'm saying. You get it. 
if you have Trump derangement syndrome, this is not going to get through to you like that moron Steve Beschloss who blocked me on Twitter, son of the fake historian Mike Beschloss. It's like you can't get it. It, it, it doesn't it's not going to you can't comprehend it. It's you, you have a, a mental disorder and it's not going to you're not going to be able to understand what I'm saying. These words aren't going to be meaningful to you until we can break through this. Maybe there'll be some great psychologists. You know, like Jonas Salk was a great doctor who came up with the polio vaccine. Maybe it'd be a great, maybe it'd be like a new Freud who can break through with Trump derangement syndrome. It has the cure, whether it's behavioral or a drug, a combination of both. Hey, is Trump derangement, maybe that person will come along, but is Trump derangement syndrome chemical or environmental? <laughs> or is it a little bit of both? Interesting. Can you have that? Hey, can you pass down Trump derangement syndrome? Can it be genetic? That's frightening. Let's hope not. Let's hope this is environmental. Oh boy, we don't want libs birthing people with Trump derangement syndrome. I think we got. Uh, 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 I wish you change your name. You're gonna give me your real name when I put. I'm gonna put you on. In about two seconds, and it puts you on two seconds. I just want to don't lose my train of thought. My train. Of, oh, okay. I, I want to be. I want to be reminded. Someone's got to remind me. I want to play. Uh, Ron DeSantis put out a great. The Ron DeSantis for re-election campaign put out a great ad, a one-minute ad. Obviously, you can't see it if you go to YouTube and you put in Ron DeSantis twenty twenty two re-election ad. It'll come up. It'll be one of the, the first three or four on the page. But I'll play it. I'll play it. And it's a great ad. I mean, it's a fantastic political ad. And everything Ron DeSantis says in this ad can be used for a presidential run. But also it shows everything in this ad that I will play shortly um, is the opposite of Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom could not put any of this. Oh, he could. He'd be lying. But he really couldn't put any of this that Ron DeSantis puts into this one-minute ad into his re-election campaign ad. Not that he has to run one because the people here are so brainwashed, they'll vote for him no matter what. And we're also going to talk about the, the, the California emergency. Emergency. How many days to flatten the heat? Anyway, before I talk about that, <clears throat> I do want to get to my caller. How's it going tonight? Uh, not too well, honestly. Uh, I have a chronic injury flaring up, so I can't really talk too long. Just oh, uh, to hear that. I can barely talk myself. <clears throat> Just, these allergies and sinuses are killing me. Yeah, I was uh, wrecked by an undocumented, illegal, uninsured and undocumented immigrant here in Texas a few months ago and just still physically rehabilitating. So I wanted to talk about. Are you serious brain? about is that a, Hold on. Are you serious about that? Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah, I'm in an accident. I thought you were joking. No, no, I don't joke about my neck brace. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, and, of course, there's nothing that can be done because the person who literally ran into me and crushed my car into a pancake is non-existent. Fake license, fake insurance, just person doesn't exist. But anyways, uh, you were talking about the derangement syndrome and whether if it was environmental or chemical. Mm -hmm. And it's a very important thing to talk about. And I just wanted to put in my two cents about it since 
I had a word-for-word -word conversation about this in the beginning of 2020 and saved someone's life over it. Uh, what do I mean by that? Uh, well, whenever you talk about chemical versus environmental, I'd say they're the same thing. Uh, we all live in the environment, and the environment is being chemically attacked, which is just one of the ways the derangement syndrome can set in. So when people aren't taking care of themselves, I think a few nights ago I was telling you about obesity statistics and a couple yep. of other things. Sure. Yep. Um, all those are the pre-mental factors that determine how a person shows up to the table. So if you're not a healthy person, if you're not taking care of yourself at home, then uh, you don't show up right. You just, you're, you know, left brain can't talk to right brain. Um, that's what having a smooth brain means and a fluoride brain means. It's like you literally got a rock in between your head where your thoughts, you know, which are just electrochemical processes that have to go from the left side to the right side. It just cannot happen in these people's yeah. brains. So the solution to that is first uh, analyzing what are your environmental attacks that are happening on you. For example, if you live in Jacksonville, Mississippi, you should, probably shouldn't drink the water. Uh, but that's, that but way. that's true for a lot of places. Yeah. Uh, but that's what it means to take a good hard look at where you live and like what is being happening to you specifically and not just like listening to the news and only thinking, oh, it's only happening in Flint. Oh, now it's only happening in Jacksonville. Um, if when they announced Flint, they also announced 2,000 other zip codes. But if you were just watching the media, you didn't catch that part about how 2,000 other zip codes are just as bad. So I'm sure the number's up, and the water is just one way in which uh, people's uh, brains are being scrambled. And I mentioned saving a life in 2020. So I was outspoken against uh, the Japs from their inception, uh, personally, because I'm not going to believe people who jail people for cannabis and anything those people have anything to say about healthcare. I don't believe them. Never will until they right their wrongs and release all the prisoners. So Fauci, who says cannabis has no medical use, is going to go out and tell people that his vaccines and his medicines are the only things to save people from COVID. I was outspoken from the very beginning, even before they started making shots. Um, I had a friend who was in medical school getting pressured uh, to take it or leave. And he reached out to me because I was one of the only handful of people not getting banned because of the way I speak about it. I don't attack people. I speak about facts. So he wanted to start a discussion about what the hell I was talking about? What did I mean that these people don't make any sense? And we started getting into his environment and how he was being attacked. He started fixing his diet, didn't take shots, and, you know, used my help fighting the administration of the medical school to ultimately get kicked out. Because I don't know if y'all remember, but uh, things got really weird and they started firing workers for not taking shots. So at his medical school... They didn't care about his allergy exemption or his religious exemption. And they said, you got to go, like, we got to expel you or you got to take a leave. So he took a leave, ultimately. But 
I got him to stay in school for an extra couple months, a whole nother semester actually, just from fighting it. So um, getting out of the thought matrix is the ultimate result that happens whenever you break out and start taking care of your mental state. You start seeing the world correctly, the derangement syndromes go away. And ultimately, we end up with no friends. So maybe that's my advice. <laughs> well, you know what? I, you know, I'm thinking about doing. It. No, no, I, I see what you're saying. But this cancel culture thing, like I said, you know, people blocking. What I'd like to do is have a bunch of us who are blocked by people on the left who just can't deal with debate. Put up all of our blocks on Twitter. You know, I, I take a screenshot of it all the time just to have some fun with it. You know, but this whole idea, you know, of this this canceling of people, and you you brought up something in a comment you just sent me which I want to get to, um, which is uh, ask a Democrat who Robert Mueller is. And it's very interesting <laughs> because I was in a restaurant here in, um, in San Francisco, and this was in the summer of 2020. And there's Robert Mueller sitting. Well, first of all, I see a guy sitting there with a woman. And I'm thinking to myself, who is this? I know the guy. I, could, I know the guy. Now, this was before... I think this was this was before he came out and said there's no way to prosecute her. Yeah, it was it was just shortly before that the all had just started, but Mueller was certainly in the news. But it was before the it was before that announcement he made in 2020 where no reasonable prosecutor would you know blah 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 blah. So I was thinking to myself, I know this guy, I know that, and I couldn't. And I said, let me go to the bathroom, and I go to the bathroom, and I just because the bathroom was like just past where they were sitting, and in the bathroom. The light bulb went off. I said, oh, shit, that's Robert Mueller. And so I go back to my table and I look up Robert Mueller, wife. She says, hey, I'm pretty clever. I'm just like Peter Ducey. I can do my own little deductions. And the woman he was sitting with was his wife. So I was with a table of mostly liberals, a table of mostly Democrats. And I said, that guy over there, that's, that's Robert Mueller. Each and every one of them said to me, who's Robert Mueller? And I was shocked. And let me tell you, this was also, oh, you're still there, good. This was also a packed restaurant in San Francisco, okay? It was a packed restaurant in San Francisco, okay? And what was shocking, what was like totally shocking was that nobody in that restaurant not one person in that restaurant knew who he was. Okay, that I got the year wrong. I'm thinking to myself, Mike, a packed restaurant in San Francisco in the summer of 2020? They didn't have, no, okay, it's 2016, sorry. Sorry, the heat and the sinuses are getting to me. This was obviously during the 2016 campaign between Hillary <laughs> And Trump. So this is, God, I can't believe how time flies. It's been six years already. Yes, this is the summer of 2016. Just maybe two months before Mueller came out and ended his investigation. This was during while he was investigating Hillary, quote unquote, investigating. And he finally came out and said, you know, no reasonable prosecutor, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Um, And then, of course, in what, late October, he said something else. It's reopened. Everyone went crazy and said, oh, that's why she lost. He reopened the investigation. It was all nonsense. But what was amazing to me was that people in San Francisco in a packed restaurant, all the people I was with, this was during the heat of the Hillary Trump campaign and everything, had no idea who Robert Mueller was. And no one in the restaurant did. And when Mueller finally gets up, 
but he had two bodyguards sitting across the way. When he finally gets up with his wife and they leave, and Muller, as he's passing by my table, just looks at me and kind of winks and keeps going. And the waiter comes up to me after and says, you are the only one in this restaurant who knew who that was. So this is like, you know, politically woke San Francisco, who obviously hated Trump and loved Hillary, and they had no idea that was Robert Mueller, who had been on TV many times, and he's like six foot eight. You can't miss the guy. But I was the only one. There must be 150 people in that restaurant. And I was the only one who recognized him, which shocked me. And it really showed me, like, you know, these hopefully politically active people in San Francisco are kind of really full of shit when it comes to real details about things. They know what they see on television. They know what they're fed on MSNBC. But they don't really look into things themselves. They don't know the details about things. It's just they, they regurgitate what they hear and see. Um, as, that, as that's, they, my as, that's my Robert Mueller story. That's my Robert Mueller that's, story. Yeah. Hey, you got closer to uh, one of the heads of the Hydra. Metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he seemed like a very nice guy. I was gonna, if I had the balls, I would have gone eat cake, have dessert with him and his wife. <laughs> but yeah, you I, know, I, you know, I, I want to do some at the time. Would turn my phone on because then a live podcast. But I mean, it amazed me. It amazed me that no one in that restaurant but myself knew who this guy was. I was like, okay, you know, I'm out here. This this is San Francisco in a nutshell. Yeah. So I have uh, about 13 years of. <laughs> Photo and video from you know being a beginner photographer, all the way to photographing and videoing weddings, concerts, uh, real estate. Uh, I consider myself a master professional about photo and video stuff, and knowing all that kind of background knowledge, I absolutely cannot blame any of these people for falling into the lie of movie magic and media and television. So, cause nobody, like you said, he's on TV all the time, but when he's on TV, brother, he's wearing a ton of makeup. He's got his hair done. He's got his yeah, wrinkles right. smoothed okay. away. Yeah. He could probably be in front of a green screen. Now they got facial CGI now too. You got it. Uh, yeah. So People I don't blame anybody for not recognizing him, you know, in his uh, unmakeup, or maybe he was wearing different makeup because that's what these people do. Um, and then also a lot of these people in the deep state, right? Because Robert Mueller is not elected. He's he's what we refer to as the deep state, unelected officials that get appointed. Um, nobody knows who these people are, even if even if they talk about, even if they spend three years on television talking about, oh, this person's investigation is going to send Trump to prison. Oh, we just got to wait for Mueller's investigation. Oh, we just got to wait for this and that. Yeah, they, keep waiting, they keep waiting for the next investigation. It never seems to happen. It doesn't turn up anything. Yeah, it's, what is it? 10,000 sealed indictments was Bush's thing. Wait a minute, but, but you also brought something up on the message. You said that Hillary spent over a year blaming Russia for her loss. Yeah, they don't remember. But saying the election wasn't legitimate because Russia interfered. You see, but that's fine according to Joe Biden. That's not anti-American. You see. Yeah, and and then there's also a little bit of derangement. Not of course for Trump, but there's there's short-term memory loss going on on the Republican side as well. Uh, That's how they're able to get off all these false flags under. Um, Republican administrations, in my opinion, because the Democrats are already enraged from identity and the Republicans are kind of drinking the Kool-Aid while their president's in charge. 
Absolutely. False flag happens. Uh, I'm referring to 9-11 and maybe even COVID, right? right. COVID started under uh, a Republican administration where half the country was enraged over unity and the other half was really happy their MAGA president was in. And things like block her up were being screamed. Like it was at the height of all that. Um, or no, the COVID happened towards the end, like in the middle well, 1920. That's another double standard you just reminded me of. Lock her up was like saying lock her up was like the worst fascist thing you can say. However, MSNBC saying lock him up. Yeah. Fine. That's absolutely fine. That's, that's them mocking their viewers, in my opinion. Oh, they're they're completely mocking their viewers. <laughs> yeah. But if the viewers are, and honestly, I've, I've been knocking around my head for the last couple of nights um since you've started getting me talking that i should start a show about called jeffrey epstein didn't kill himself and bill gates is right where we just expose all this hypocrisy and double talk that they always commit where they're openly pointing and laughing at their viewership about how oh we know you're too dumb to not remember what we said even two years ago right no, of course. Look, look, these people are, are, are idiots. They just this is what people. This is what it's become. Okay, and this is what's become on both on both sides. People want to watch the television, and want the people on television to second what they think. Right? They want they want what they believe to be second by the people on the television set. They want that. They want their belief to be reconfirmed by the people they're watching on television. That's what people want to see. They don't want to be challenged. They don't want to be criticized. They don't want to, have to think outside the box. They want to. They want to sit. They want to sit there. It's almost like they're watching their sports team play, and they want to sit there and cheer on people who think and talk and believe exactly what they believe. That's where things have gone downhill. We can blame CNN. They were the start of it. MSNBC took it to a whole other level. You know, obviously on the other side there's Fox, but Fox is the only thing there is for people who are on the right. So the fact of the matter is that. That's where things went south when it comes to real journalism, okay? When it comes to real probing journalism, people used to turn on the television or the radio or whatever it may be, and they'd want, like, investigation. They'd want to be challenged. They'd want ideas. Now, all they want is their own beliefs reconfirmed by the talking heads. It makes them feel better. Yeah, they're not exactly capable of complex emotional thought. Uh, no, no it's, too, it's too much trouble. No, their their bodies are simply incapable. If you're not fueling your body with whole food, uh, and my personal, like my very personal opinion is, it should be plant based whole food. But to each their own. They're getting whole food that they start, but without the proper nutritional base, there's no way your brain is even capable of having or even sustaining complex emotional thoughts. Well, and, and you're talking about the brain work. Like, I'm not, I'm not a neurosurgeon. Right? Maybe I can have Ben Carson come on and talk about this. But I think there's a, um, a chemical in the brain that when someone's sitting there watching something like MSNBC and people are, in other words, I, you hate Trump, right? Trump during whatever, or you you hate Bush, whatever it may be, and you're watching a station and the person who's talking is is is, is talking about how much they hate Trump and Bush. There's something in a chemical reaction in the brain of the person watching. Who agrees with that? That it's a, it's a turn on. You know what I'm saying? It gets there. It's so, a pituitary gland or something going. So when they hear someone, they someone they hate. 
So there's com there like I'm saying there's complex emotional uh, thoughts and then there's uncomplex emotional thoughts on the other side of it. And what hippy dippy people like to call this is like low vibrating energy and high vibrating energy, and it's very easy to influence and keep keep people in a low yeah. vibrating energy state, which is right. anger, hate, greed, those emotions you described that. The television is literally inciting, and I would like to um, bring to the attention to all the viewers, I'm sure this, I mean, this is a really good group I've heard over the last couple of nights. Um, everybody seems to know what's up, what's what. So there are, you know, experiments by our government that have been released, leaked um, to their very unhappy opinion. In my Like, they don't want us to know about project mk ultra and project mk mockingbird where they studied how to mind control us through trauma which was the ultimate uh result of their experiment of trauma mind control and project mockingbird where they admitted that they injected over 400 cia agents actual sources in the news in the news places mm. where they corrupted journalism I might be getting the code words wrong um, about Mockingbird, but the fact of, of, of the operation remains whatever the code word I'm getting wrong. Uh, and fast forward to today where they've admitted um, in documents several places about how these programs are not just in testing phases anymore. They're not in training phases anymore. They are completely 100% operational and happening. Right. So the news media, whenever you news media and hear news media where it says things like sources who are familiar with the situation say, or um, sources in the intelligence agency say, you know, sometimes it's as blatant like that, but, a lot of times it's hidden where they don't tell you who the source is. Um, right, right. This is why I stopped reading the New York Times and Washington Post. Because oh, it's a good idea. That's a good idea. I recommend that for everyone. Stop reading the New York Times. Look, let me, I, let me let you go. Thanks for the call. I want to talk about a couple, couple of other things. But thanks yeah. for calling, as uh, usual. You remind me about your DeSantis ad you wanted to play. That's what I'm going to do right now. I'm going to play it right now. Thanks. <laughs> so thank you. Okay. So we're going to go into this. We're going to go into DeSantis. This is the ad. And then after DeSantis, we'll talk about that. I want to talk about Gavin Newsom and this heat emergency, energy emergency in California. But here's first, if I can cue this up for you guys, this is a DeSantis ad, re-election campaign ad. Hopefully it works. Okay. <laughs> And kept us going. They tried to shut us down, but you saved our business. Thousand dollar bonuses. You had our backs and honored our service. You led by facts, not fear. And you let us decide. You let me go to school. You gave me a voice. You put us first. And didn't let them keep us apart. You let us learn. You let us compete. All of us. You protected our right to worship together in person. And you raised our pay. You protected our waters and kept Florida beautiful. We made it, Thatcher. 
So it's a great ad for Florida, but that's even a better ad, I think, for presidential when it comes down to it, really, you know. And if you can't see it, it starts out with a, 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 a like a, a press conference and they're interview they're they're introducing DeSantis and then it cuts to a waitress watching the press conference, and that's when it cuts to the people, regular blue-collar workers, you know, nurses and doc and uh, uh, teachers talk about how he had their backs and such. So it's a great ad, and you really have to see it visually as well. But not one thing that's said there could be said by uh, Gavin Newsom or any Democrat governor, right? You kept our schools open. You let us see our family in the hospitals. Um, you uh, raised our pay for teachers. You kept our economy going. He can't say any of that. He can't say any of that, Newsom. He did the opposite of that. He kept people away from their families. He, he destroyed families. He kept kids out of school. He stunted their education. Closed the schools, closed businesses, destroyed the economy. He did the opposite of Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis did the opposite of every Democratic governor in the country. And even some Republican governors were wishy-washy. They didn't go to the extent of a Newsom or a Cuomo or a Hochul, but they were still wishy-washy. If you could take out maybe Gnome, a little bit of Kemp, a little bit of Abbott, but there was no one like DeSantis. And someone brought up the point that if Ron DeSantis, the governor of 21 million people in the state of Florida, hadn't led the way, maybe a lot of other Republican governors wouldn't have had the nerve to do what they did. That Ron DeSantis leading the way gave him the confidence. And I believe that's 100% true. So that's a great ad. That's a fantastic, fantastic ad. Which brings me to Gavin Newsom. As I said, Gavin Newsom can't put any of that in an ad. Can't put any of it. He'd be lying the way the White House is lying and saying, you know, well, Democrats are the ones who want to open schools and Republicans. It's idiotic. It's idiotic. Um, But uh, Gavin Newsom has been on Twitter all day the last couple of days talking about this California heat wave and that it's up to you. It's up to you, the citizen, to turn that thermostat up to 78. We are at level two. If we go to level one, there'll be blackouts. And you know what? It'll be your fault. It'll be your fault, Joe Q, citizen. This is the same commie game. You know, and I've hated using the word commie in the past, but I'm sorry. It's starting to fit now. People like Newsom and Biden and Trudeau, this is the commie game of saying, you, the people, are at fault. We, the government, are not at fault. You're at fault. You see, you pay us taxes to make sure this stuff runs well, to make sure we are prepared for a fucking 72-hour heat wave that prepared for a, a respiratory virus like the flu. You pay us taxes that go towards this preparation, this preparedness. But if you catch COVID or a power goes out, it's because you didn't raise, you didn't wear a mask. You didn't get a vaccine. You didn't raise the temperature in your house to 78. This is the commie game they play. It's the fault of the people, not the politicians, not the policies. Upgrade the grid, you moron. You fool, you playboy, you empty vessel of a man. 
which is what he is. Which is what he is. He's a scumbag of epic proportions. That's what Gavin Newsom is, a scumbag of epic proportions. A playboy wannabe politician. He's not even a real politician. He like plays a politician on TV. That's basically what he is. You know, Gavin Newsom is like the guy who played a politician in a soap opera, right? He played the governor of California in the soap opera. That's what he is. There's nothing to him. And he has the nerve to say, it's your fault that he just did for COVID. It's your fault. Right? Trudeau's doing it again. If you don't get the the eighth booster, if 90% of you don't get the eighth booster, I'm not giving you your rights back. Kami. It's communist. It's communist party. Chinese communist party propaganda. It's what they do. It's what they've been doing in places like Shanghai for the last two and a half years. You saw the videos of those people screaming from their apartments because they weren't allowed out for like the umpteenth time. But this is the game they play. This, and then they have the nerve to, it's like a parent, right? It's like a parent saying, you must do this to get this. And then if you do it, oh, you're so good. Look, honey. and that's the, these, these, these commies put out the tweets later on saying, well, we didn't have to shut the power off today because you did the right thing by sweating in your apartment while Gavin Newsom and his elite liberal friends, of course, never did such a fucking thing. Okay. Just like he went to the French laundry in the middle of the pandemic that he was so afraid of without a mask sitting up with 30 people at a table indoors. So you can bet Gavin Newsom was in his mansion at 68.2 degrees while he was telling you, if you didn't put your thermostat up to 78, the blackouts are your fault, you bad boy, you bad girl. Are these people fucking serious? Are they serious? So contrast that with Ron DeSantis. Now, here's my other question to the hair gel king. You know, Florida, since we're talking about Florida, they're hot and humid year-round. There might be like a two weeks in, this, in January where they're not hot and humid. Why doesn't their power go out? Why can their power grid take people running their air conditioning throughout the whole fucking state for 12 months or 11 and a half months? Wait a minute, how about Arizona, where it's 115 for five months? Why doesn't the power go out every other day? How come their power grid can handle that? How come California's power grid can't handle a three-day heat wave in the hottest month of the year? Every fucking year. Every heat wave. Every fucking, every fire. Everything's a fucking emergency in this dumpster fire of a state. Why, Gavin? Why can Florida handle it and Arizona handle it for months and months and months, but California can't handle it for 72 fucking hours? How come you don't hear Ron DeSantis saying, put your air conditioning at 78 for the next seven months? How come you don't hear the governor of Arizona, Ducey, saying they do, no, from, or we won't have any power for the summer? How come they don't have to say that? Why, Gavin? Why is California so fucked up? In every possible way, from A to Z, 
Why? Why doesn't anyone ask this question? Why does everyone here act as though this is normal? Everything's a fucking emergency. Everything is you got to do what the government tells you to do, or you're a bad boy or girl. Why doesn't anyone challenge this commie way of doing things here? Are they so fucking involved in it? They're like they're living in a vacuum. They think this is normal. People here, the 40 million people in this state think this is normal. This is the way the rest of the country lives. This is the way the rest of the world lives. Can they possibly believe this? Throwing my sinuses out. <clears throat> it's absolute insanity that no one questions this. This is why I say it's like I'm living in an insane asylum. Because everyone acts as though this is normal. This is the way things should be. Just take your medication and shut up. Nurse, what is that? One floor of the cuckoo's nest, Nurse Ratchet, Nurse Ratchet. Whenever I see Gavin Newsom on television, I want to be like that Indian in that movie and take the television. Remember you took the television? Was the television threw it out the window, broke the window? I want to break my friggin' TV set. Every time I see that face. This is a sociopath being a sociopath. That's what he is. He enjoys this control. He thinks this is the way government should be. Like his friend up north, Trudeau. Like the leader of his party, Biden. He believes this is the way government should be. It should tell you what to do and not to do. And if you don't do what it says, you deserve what you get. Which, of course, is not freedom. It's not what the Founding Fathers wanted. The Founding Fathers would despise these people. The Founding Fathers would, uh, there might be a revolution against these people, like the, they were the British. This is what the Founding Fathers wrote the Constitution for, because of people like this, because they despised and loathed people like this. This is country's about freedom. Now, freedom's not about law of the jungle. Do whatever you wanted. That's why we have a constitution. The constitution in itself is a set of laws that gives us freedom, but it's a set of laws and rules. That if you want to live here in this country, that's your Bible. That's what you live by. Or go somewhere else. And obviously, Gavin Newsom and Joe Biden should go somewhere else. They certainly shouldn't be governing a country that has a U.S. constitution. This is not what the founding fathers intended. They did not intend the government to be our daddy. That wasn't the idea. Their idea was actually the people to be the daddy of the government, you see. That was the intention. We the people, not we the government, not we the governor of California, not, not we the president of the United States, we the people. Stop telling us what to do. Get your act together or go away. So here you have Ron DeSantis following the Constitution. That's all he's done. I don't want to take away any credit from the guy because he was a maverick for the last two years, two and a half years. But he followed the Constitution 
as they said in that ad, he just followed the science. He followed the facts. He followed the evidence. And it took him in the right direction. Because if you do that, if you follow that, and if you go in the direction of freedom and the Constitution, you'll always win. You'll always be right. But here we live in a place in California where everything's a fucking emergency. Every other day, COVID emergency, fire emergency, this emergency, that. Why would anyone want to live here? Why would you want to live here? What do you get for it? This brainless hair gel king as leader? What do you get for it? DAs who don't prosecute criminals and put your life in danger? Shitty Democratic local politicians who just follow that schmuck in in Sacramento? Is that what you get for it here? What do you get for these incredibly high rents and these incredibly high gas prices? Wait a minute. These incredibly high home prices and these incredibly high food prices. What do you get? It's beautiful from an aerial shot. I'd rather live on Mars or the moon. And get a great shot of the a great aerial shot of the beautiful geography of California. It's beautiful from up above, not down here. Ugh, I shouldn't be yelling on when I have these sinuses and allergies. It makes my throat scratchy. Don't want to lose my voice because tomorrow is a very special day. Tomorrow is my two hundredth show. I know I might be the only one excited about this, but Tomorrow was, is going to be show number 200. I was thinking of having some special things going on. A circus act, a comedian, a clown. No, juggling. I don't know, but we'll see. We'll see. Or maybe we'll just do a regular show. But it's 200, so people would be uh, nice to call up and just say, happy 200th. Congratulations on your 200th podcast. That's a lot of friggin' shows, man. A lot of shows. Wait, wait, we got a caller. Who's this? This is Daniel, I think. Daniel, what's up? Circus act, comedian, clown. My ears were burning. <laughs> you hope hey. they got a voice my 200 show. This, this, <laughs> the, the, you, you're here in San Francisco. Isn't there dust in the air? The air quality sucks. You know, the rest of the state is dealing with heat in San Francisco. It's, it just never gets that high. What was it, 80 degrees today? That's, that's you know, God, that's what it's people not just pray. But it's not just the temperatures. The air quality goes down. When the when the air is not coming off the water, the marine air is, is has better air quality than the air from uh, Gavin Newsom's hometown of Sacramento. Yeah, the wind's always blowing in San Francisco. It's actually windier than the Windy City. Um what I wanted to talk about was uh, John Pierre. Neurologist now? No, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, uh, John Pierre. Uh, when she when Ducey asked her that question, she said that she was ready for this question twice. She said, "I knew I was going to get get asked this question," <laughs> and that's what she came up with: is that she was talking about voting rights. No, she specifically said the election was stolen. <laughs> no, of course she did. She said it was stolen. Yeah, look. It's what's amazing, you know, it's really, I shouldn't be too stunned by it, and I know you're not either, is that Peter Ducey's the only one who knew that. The only oh. one who brought that up. The only yeah. one. When it's the most obvious thing to bring up, isn't it? You would think. 
Yeah, and of course she did a song and dance. She goes, oh, you know, I was expecting you to, I was kind of expecting you to bring that up. She knew it. She knew she was caught. She knew she did that stuff and it was out there circulating. And eventually at least one real journalist would bring it up to her. Yep, she knew it. She knew she'd get called on it by Ducey, and and that was how prepared she was for it. That is as good as she could do. That was that, that was pathetic. That was pathetic. Knowing that she was going to have to face yeah, this all day to put, she had all day to practice <laughs> in front of a mirror. <laughs> oh well, that was, that was really something. Um, yeah, they. Um, I think they got a new word for 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 uh, for Biden's. Um, his ideology it's not democracy it's democracy spelt with a m-o-c-k in the center there it is it is the mock democracy they're mocking us they really yep. are they're us. they are hey have a good night and i'll see you for the 200 the big 200 you, do you have anything prepared do you have a do you have a speech prepared do you have any kind of a uh um soliloquy or some kind of a um what do they call that the neo-rican Poetry thing or something? No, I, I'll, I'll just do the clown thing again. I'll stick with what's winning. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks, Daniel. Okay, great. That's exciting. Okay, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, New Yorkian poet. Is that what it's called? New Yorkian, New York Rican. It's a New York Puerto Rican poetry, and they have that. They have that in New York. They, you know, they they gather in gardens in nice settings and they do poetry. Um. Street poetry, right? It's like street poetry, I believe. What am I talking about here? Anyway, yeah. So um, I don't know. I have some ideas on what uh, what I'm going to do. I can't believe it's 200. This is we started in November. This whole thing started in November. It started in November. I'll talk about this more tomorrow. Just doing a recorded <clears throat> podcast on Spotify. You know, recorded, not live. Can't take any calls. Then about three months ago, a few months ago, I I uh, uh, learned about call in from. Glenn Greenwald, who does a show on here from time to time. And, uh, and since then I've been on here, but it's been two, it's going to be 200 shows. That's, that's crazy. That's really, really crazy. Um, that goes by fast when you're doing it five nights a week. Most people don't do this five nights. Most people do 200 podcasts. It would take them like five years because they might do one a week or twice a week. But doing it five days a week, it really, it adds up quickly to get to 200 shows. Um, I remember, I went to a uh, – the reason why I started this actually is I went to a uh, a, show, a uh, live broadcast of a podcast back in October of last year. I went to Florida. I went to Orlando and a guy named Tom Woods. I don't know if any of you know Tom Woods. I should mention Tom Woods. He's the reason why I'm doing this. Uh, he's a libertarian guy, a really good, strong, smart libertarian and also economist. He's really – he's a lot smarter than I am. He's like – he's a real like historian, economist, libertarian. He does a podcast. been doing it for years and years, I think at least maybe seven, eight, nine years. And so he held his 2,000th, my lord. I think he also does like five nights a week. But he held his 2,000th show uh, special in a resort in Orlando. And uh, a couple of friends of mine said, do you want to come to this thing? And I'm like, yeah, I guess so. And so I went and it was in this great resort called Shingle Creek, where actually Republicans held, hold a lot of events. The GOP holds a lot of events. Fox does too at the Shingle Creek Resort in Orlando. It's really ro- Rosen, Rosen, Shingle Creek. And so I go to this and it was a 2000 show and he had about 1500, 2000 people there. I'm like, holy crap. And at the end of the show, you know, it, 
some guy who worked with him said, okay, who, who was around for show 1500? And, you know, three quarters of the audience raised their hands. Who was around for show 1000? Half the audience, you know, half the audience put their hand down. Who was around for show 500? You know, maybe 20% of the people keep their hands up. Who was around for show 200? You know, there's probably maybe about, you know, 5% of the people and so on and so forth. And I'm thinking, wow, it takes a lot. It takes a lot to build an audience, you know? And, uh, but that's where I kind of got the bug. I said, oh, this is pretty cool. Maybe I'll just, maybe I'll try this. And I know that Tom started podcasts at the beginning, the early days of podcasting, even well before I think Joe Rogan started a podcast. And that was a good time to start because there were so few. And now there are so many, right? Everyone has a podcast now. Even like the people who do like Fox News and stuff, even the, the top celebrities in the world have podcasts. So everyone and their mother and their grandma has a podcast. So it's much harder now, I think, to break through than it was eight, nine, ten years ago when this was all kind of new. But it's going to be show 200. So in the overall scheme of things, we're talking about a guy who's done 2,000. It's a very small percentage. But it's building up, right? Building up. Look who we have here. We have Cheech listening. We have Daniel. We have Terry. We have Irvia. And uh, <laughs> from Texas, who I hope feels better. Sorry about that accident. Um, but it's building up. And uh, I'll think of some fun things to do for the 200th anniversary show. I was thinking about maybe, well, I'll, I'll make it a surprise. I'll, I'll make it a surprise. Um, okay, so we're going to end show 199 on that note. Uh, remember, tomorrow's our special 200th show. So listen in if you can, if you got some time, 11 p.m. Right? Was it Wednesday? It'll be Wednesday night, 11 p.m. Pacific midnight that crazy mountain time the mountain time zone about eight people live in the mountain time zone uh central time zone 1 a.m eastern big time zone 2 a.m gotta stay up for that all right this show is called and let's be heard i'm micah chopley remember always remember vote democrats out of office vote them out now thanks for listening and i'll see you tomorrow tomorrow